Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. Great to be with you. It's a privilege to be with you. My name is Milad Khouri, born in Nazareth, living in Bethlehem, and grow up in Gaza Strip. Uh, just want to give a short prayer. Uh, also, uh, just this v- video going to be recorded, as I know. Our, but the most important thing that I will be praying for is that God will touch your heart. This is the most important thing. So just let's pray. So Jesus, we thank you for bringing me again, God. It's a privilege to be in this congregation in Clarevy Chapel, New Jersey. Lord, touch the hearts of the people, Lord, the members. Talk to us, Lord, from your words. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. So this is my second time in uh, New Jersey, Clarevy Chapel Church. And uh, I talked uh, last year about uh, where I'm coming from. But one of the things that I want to share with you about is basically peace in the midst of the storms. In the Middle East, we know that there are lots of storms that's coming up against the Middle East. Many streams, many uh, religions, many uh, people from different backgrounds. And we just say, what um, doing there as a Christian. And the Christian's been getting out for years, getting out and leaving to the U.S., to Canada, to many places around the world, especially to the Western nations. But the Lord allow us to be there in Jerusalem. I'm a psychologist. My name is Milad, mean birth. Uh, and why they name me like this, Milad, birth, because I'm born in Christmas, a Christmas Orthodox. So that's mean that was two weeks ago. Uh, we celebrate the Christmas, and it was 7th of January. We usually celebrate the uh, Orthodox Christmas. But my heart this time, this evening, is to share the vision the vision that God wants us to bring into our society, our schools, our business fields, every field that you are in, this message is for everyone. Because if you lose your peace, you lose everything. Because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So, personally me, I'm a psychologist who goes to many places around the Middle East and other places. Uh, in Athens, in Europe. And we have a vision to coach and counsel those from different backgrounds, different kinds of religions. And our heart is to bring peace. And especially, especially for the broken ones in the Middle East and abroad. Hatred and revenge is rising up in every place. And maybe part of your daily life, persecution. Yes, I know there is no persecution kind of in the state, but there is a pressure. 
against the Christians in general, everywhere we go right now. Peace is needed because the Prince of Peace is the one who gives us peace. In Isaiah 9 6, we know all this, and this verse from Bethlehem, where I'm living. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So this child was walking with me for four days. I asked him once, I told him, what's going on with your family? He said, my family been killed because of what's happened with the war in Iraq. And this kid, I met him in Turkey. But the point and my heart is to give this kid peace. To give this kid hope. Also destiny. Many kids are wondering, what is my destiny? What is my destiny? And one of the things that the enemy is attacking always is your peace. Is your destiny. Also, we train and teach backgrounds as laborers are few. Counselors and teachers needed. Much more in the Middle East like ever before. I'm one of the laborers. The focus is really to teach the Bible. In 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction for instruction and righteousness. So we teach them about the culture of Messiah, cross, attributes of God, God is three in one, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And especially, especially in our area, we have the issue of overcoming the victim mentality. I was last year, last two years here, and I spoke about a little bit about the overcoming the victim mentality. And I want to encourage you to go visit my website, renewyourpeace.com, where you can look a little bit into this message But the point is, the area is facing crisis and trauma. Like when I grew up in Gaza Strip, you live in a place where you hear lots of bombs. You're drawn into hating probably Jews and Arabs because actually there are Arabs who are extremism and who killed my brother in Christ, uh, friend for the church in Gaza. So we're drawn into hating everybody. All, always we love our community, Christian community, that's it. But the Lord is asking us, as believers, to unite, to love our enemies. To love our enemies. In Matthew 5, 44, we know this verse. All of us, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. This is a bomb that was near Kobani. And we bring awareness to the communities that is surrounding us in Jerusalem. There are many people comes from abroad. Just asking, what's going on? What's going on? And we tell them, hey guys, we're living stones, still living there. And it's very important when you come to Jerusalem to connect with the Abraham's sons and daughters. Especially those who believe in Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Giving knowledge about the Holy Land. 
and the surrounding areas of the red zone of stability. Our passion and purpose is to bring God's kingdom forgiveness onto this earth and our generation. Yes, we are the living stones. I believe the Lord is sending His people across the Middle East and from the Middle East abroad. And as long as we live there, I believe God wants us to be faithful. And we are faithful Christians who is living there. We've been killed, tortured, in prisons. It was not that easy for us. But I believe the Lord is making us to be a head, not a tail. We thank the Lord that we are living right now in Israel and, yes, in the Palestinian territories. But we go to the church normally every Sunday. Thank God for this. Safely we go. No one hurt us. And this is important for you to know. Uh, But in other places like Syria, Iraq, things like this, it's a little bit tricky because it's under, you know, religious extremism communities. But thank God that I can go to church in Bethlehem. I can go to church in Jerusalem, in Nazareth. We have still peace of going to pray and worship the Lord. And this is really a blessing. And we thank the Lord that you guys can gather right now to gather freely. And other churches in Syria and Iraq, they can't because of the, because of the persecution. So the Lord is rising up a generation from different backgrounds, believers, who've been emigrated to Europe. And these are Muslim background believers. They love Jesus. They love the Lord. And the Lord wants us to release missionaries, I would say, funded and sent as laborers out. And we need the laborers to be out right now. We pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers into the communities that we are in. As many organizations lose their vision because of the conflict area, so the action is needed. We need His power to be sent. One time we ask as question as believers, what is the power of God? In, one, in Acts 1, 8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. I believe one of the things that the believers right now across the earth, they need to be united in the power of forgiveness. We need the power of forgiveness. I believe there is supernatural power to forgive your enemies. I believe there is power in forgiving your enemies. I don't know who your enemies. I know I don't know who's your neighbor. I don't know who's your enemies. But me, I have enemies. You might have enemies. I believe so. And in Luke 9, 51, 56. I don't want to read all the verses, but I just want to focus in verse 55. But he turned and rebuked them and said, You don't know what kind of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's life, but to save them. And they went to another village. The disciples were believers. 
Do you believe that? The disciples were believers. And the disciples say to Jesus, do you want fire to come down and burn them? And probably right now, as we are seeing, believers, they do it in different way. Do you want fire down and come and consume probably the Arabs and the Jews and probably Palestinians, Israelis? And God is saying, no, 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 I didn't mean that. I came to save and to, to bring them to know Jesus. And this is the key right now. As believers, the power of forgiveness is much needed like ever before. The Lord wants to unite his body. The government's divided. People are divided. Opinions, you have multiple opinions. Right now, you go walk in the street, you hear many opinions. But what about the believers? Jesus wants us to say, hey, I came to unite his people. I came to unite you guys. And the enemy is attacking your peace. The enemy wants to destroy you and to let you down and let you say, no, there is no hope in Jesus. No, there is hope. Don't lose faith. Don't lose your hope. One of the questions that always the people ask us, what is your hope? What is your hope? Yes, we believe as evangelicals that, yes, we don't deny that we are outreach ministries. We don't deny that we are outreach ministries. But we believe that our hope is in Jesus first. But also we believe that we want to see development happening, especially bringing destiny to the children and the youth and the young adults. That they will walk in prosperity. In business field, in life that is need hope and peace. I'm not talking about prosperity only money. I'm talking about life developing, not being isolated from the community. So, in Matthew 18:22, Jesus said to him, "I say not to thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. So this picture we visit usually. Um, poor families, we bring them food, hope, because there are many poor families, especially in the East Jerusalem, in Bethlehem. We thank the Lord that we brought like around 50 meals um, to the poor people. Uh, I serve also in Sukkot Hulel. Sukkot Hulel is a ministry, uh, house of prayer. They pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Also, if you want to Go ahead, and there are other things in the table. But I also serve with the Anglican Christ Church. But the point is not where really the organization, but do you lose faith? There are many organizations, but do you lose the faith? Our passion is for Jesus. Our hope is for Jesus. We don't want to deny our faith. We're still standing. We're still praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for all the governments. We pray for the Israeli government. We pray for the Palestinian government. We pray for the American government. We pray for any government that is represented in all the world. Because God is calling us as believers to pray for the governments. And this is where it comes to network and awareness. Yes, as Christians, we have the same Bible. 
We have the same hope. We have the same even destiny. So many will know Jesus. We're not different. We're one. Take action in crisis. Renew your peace. Reconciliation. Connect with the Middle East through praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Connecting with the nations of the Middle East abroad, unity of the family is needed. As the division of the family is much everywhere we go. So we gather the Jews and the Arabs and they meet together to worship Jesus. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about what government is better. No. We talk how to bring Jesus in our camps. How to bring Jesus in our conferences. This is the goal in the unity between the Jews and Arabs. Because there is lots of division inside of the body of Jesus. But when you worship together, when you pray together, the walls will melt down. And the hope is through Him. Through Jesus. Probably I said Jesus much. (laughs) But yes, through Jesus. There is one worship video. There were Egyptians worshipping for 60,000 people. Worshipping in a mountain in Egypt. And they were shouting for 10 minutes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeshua, Yeshua, Yeshua. I believe the name of Yeshua is going to shake the mountains. I believe if there is any trouble in your life can be shaken through the power of authority of Jesus' name. There is power in the name of Jesus. He's our Lord. And He's still alive. He's still alive. Again, don't lose your faith. Again, stand firm in faith in these days. Don't think that 2020 is going to be easier than the 2019. <laughs> I believe we're, we're coming into area of saying, God... We need your power. And you know what is the power? Power of forgiveness. I believe in signs and wonders. I believe in spiritual gifts. But I believe the power of forgiveness is much more needed in these days. Much more needed. The love of Jesus is much more needed among the believers than any other gifts that even the spiritual gift might be given. I believe there is power in the forgiveness. I believe there is power when you forgive ISIS groups. I believe there is power when you forgive the radical and the terrorist groups. Because this is the power of God. This is the power of forgiveness. Yes, we can't deny that there is troubles. We can't forgive their behaviors, okay? But we can say, no, we don't believe in this. But I can love you as a brother. When you believe in Jesus... But I can forgive you as enemy. Because when you forgive your enemy, you will be released to, from the victim mentality. I believe you agree with me. Because in Ephesians 2.14, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when In his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. And we are in unity with each other. Jesus died on the cross to unite Jews 
to unite Arabs, to unite Americans, to unite Africans, to unite Egyptians, to unite Jordanians. We are much stronger when we are in unity with one another. The Lord is encouraging us right now in across the earth. And he's asking you this question. Are you willing to be in unity? Are you willing to walk in peace? Because the first thing that the enemy will attack is your peace. This is why Jesus is called first Prince of Peace. Sar Shalom. Ra'is Salam in Arabic. Yes, he is. And when you lose peace, you just don't know what's going on. You're confused. I don't know what to do in life. I don't know what to do in life. No, this question is probably going to come to your mind, I'm telling you, until age 90, and you will not have an answer. You know why? Because you don't have peace. The peace is needed. The Lord wants us to have his peace. You might do anything and you will feel like, wow, I'm doing a wonderful thing. And I pray that you will be developed, you will be encouraged. But I believe the Lord wants us to restore His peace, His unity. And this is why I feel the Lord is encouraging me to just write, renew your peace. And I wrote this uh, website, Renew Your Peace. The first time I went to North Iraq, I named this website and it's called renewyourpeace.com. And this means I want the peace to be restored in spite of the storms, in spite of the difficulties. The Lord wants us back into the secret place where we find peace and hope. Heart of God is to unite His people from the north, south, west, East, as the vision is wide, we start with small groups to build relationships. Many things happen in a bigger, big way, sometime here and there. But we are in a place that really look into small way, small relationships, small groups to build relationships. And this is how the relationships build in the Middle East, through small groups. Jesus went to all of the world by building disciples, and there were only 12. <laughs> he didn't choose 100, and he can do it, 100. It's fine for him, really. Jesus, he can do quick thing in one second. <laughs> but Jesus decided to choose 12 disciples to go to the end of the earth. And this is how we are in the Middle East. This is why we keep... Uh, standing firm in faith as a faithful Christians, we try to keep in touch with each other as small groups, building each other in unity. And we don't have large churches. Actually, like you guys right now, you're really large church for us. You know what I mean? So we don't have really large church. The largest, the largest church might be is like 200. This is the largest church in all of the Holy Land, I would say. And the local, Arab. We don't have many people. We are only 0.6% Christians right now. So we're very few. 
But the Lord is making us to be a head, not a tail, in our area. And this is God. This is not us. The Lord is giving us influence, voice, to bring hope and future to our communities. So we want to see this through our relationships with one another. To pray for one another. To encourage one another. If they're weak, hey, I can't feel with you. I want to pray for you. I want to encourage you. Okay, next one. Rescue. By giving mercy, food, healing for the broken ones, as we do our best to give the mercy on the right timing. One of the things that I like, when we bring food to the poor families, the first thing they say, it was on timing. It was on the right timing. You brought us this food and we need it. And this is God. God wants to bring hope. And this is a family in, a, in Iraq. <clears throat> I was eating with them. But it was in Athens, this uh, picture. We sit in the ground. Not all the Arabs sit in the ground. <laughs> but there is few Arabs that might sit in the ground. But the thing is, we sit in the ground and we start making fun of each other. And, and the, the story that is fun, like, who's the... Who's the person who's going to eat more? <laughs> or drink more water? Thank God that they are believers. They're strong believers. They love Jesus. They're just simple believers. They love God. And when they laugh, they laugh like, I don't know, from nothing. <laughs> but just they are so simple. They have the simple heart. And I believe Jesus... Is yes, he's strong, but also he is the lamb and the lion. He's the lamb and the lion. And Jesus said in Matthew 25, 35, 40, For I was hungry, and you gave me food, something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed a cloth, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you come to visit me. So Jesus himself saying, I give this food so you can feed the hunger. There is much food in America, probably. (laughs) Or much food in in our area sometimes. But I believe the Lord is saying, feed the hungry people. Feed, if you think that you don't have anything to do, I just want to encourage you to think out of the box. I believe the Lord has wide vision. God's kingdom is wide open. And many things you can do. The Lord, His His kingdom is wide. It's hard to understand right now what I'm saying to you. Probably if you didn't been into the Middle East, but as long as you are in New Jersey, there are many people that they need you right now. They need hope. They need destiny. They need joy, just a smiley face. 
and just encouraging them, telling them, hey, we have Jesus. I love, I love going to Walmart sometime. And one of the funniest things in the Walmart that I told them, hey, guess where Jesus is from? And he said, probably this guy is religious. <laughs> say, actually, I'm from Bethlehem. Oh, you're from Israel. I say, yeah, okay, I'm from Israel. Man. And then Jesus loves you. Yes, Jesus give you hope and Jesus give you peace. But the point is, Lord, make us like dove. Make us simple. Make us reach people from broken communities. And even the rich communities. I believe also the rich people need Jesus. I believe the poor people need Jesus. I believe everybody needs Jesus. Because there is meaning in following Him. There is destiny. There is meaning. And the, the upcoming season, I believe in the 2020, the peace, the power of forgiveness, hope, is all connected with each other. We need them. So we can stand firm in these storms to come. Paul, Paul and Sila. You know Paul and Sila in the Bible? I, I know that probably. I'm, re, I'm re, talking right Arabic, Paul and Sila. They were worshipping in that present. Silas. Silas, yeah. Silas, Sila in Arabic. Okay. <laughs> but one of the things that is really good to know about it that Paul and Silas were worshipping in the present and in the storms. But they have peace and they have hope and they have power of forgiveness. And probably they were worshipping. And this was God, not them. The power of God was on them. In them, inside of them. And God wants to restore this power to you. Just want to give you excited. You know, I love battles in the Middle East. You know what is battles? Like fighting, action? I wish not. But we can't say stop for these things. But also, in these storms, I rejoice in the Lord because He is my strength. Joy of the Lord is your strength. In every season, you have to carry your joy. And your joy comes from Jesus. Not from your stability, not from making money, not from having money. No, from Him. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I believe you agree in that. I believe so. Otherwise, I don't know. What is your belief? So, do you believe that? I love this song. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Hey, down in my heart. Hey, down in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Where? Down in my heart. <laughs> to say. And if we have this joy, this peace, this hope, the power of forgiveness, then the people will know that we are his followers. And just when I encourage you, you are his followers. I believe it's been hard for you. And thank you for not giving up. Losing faith is the worst thing that you will ever made in your life. As young people, don't lose faith. Yes, I'm representing the young people. 
So, yeah, don't lose faith. Just continue. Walk. Run the race. Get the prize. Amen? Hallelujah. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. There are three prayer requests I would like to finish with. And when I finish, we can have questions. But please pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the governments. We need to pray for the governments. As I mentioned it earlier, pray for the government. Pray for your government. Whatever you support, pray for your government. Whatever you vote for, pray for your government. Your government needs your prayers. And it's written clear in, in Timothy 2.2. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. One people came, one person came to me once, and he said to me, Milad, do you want me to pray for ISIS government? Yes, it's not government. But do you know that Paul was living under a government that was persecuting him? Paul. But he prayed for the government. And the Lord is asking us to pray for every government. I'm not saying anything against any government. Please make sure. But I'm saying we have to pray for every government that we are under. Because God wants us to pray for the government. And it's written, Our Father in heaven, hold be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? So the Lord wants us to pray for the government. And I believe you agree with me in that. But just want to encourage you to keep praying. Pray for the labors. The labors are few. Luke 10.2 Therefore said be he into them, the harvest truly is great, but the labors are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth labors into the harvest. Do you know that we receive many labors into Jerusalem? And I like to invite them actually to one thing usually, a bagel. I love bagel in Jerusalem. You have to try one. But the, I got one bagel. Well, thank you today. So <laughs> it was really blessing to have bagel. So let's continue back to the subject. The, the Lord is asking us to send and bless the labors. There are many, I'm telling you, the Lord is blessing this nation. is because you guys send many labors. And you support many labors. And thank you for blessing also and partner with me in laboring. I just want to thank you for that. But also, the Lord wants even for us in Jerusalem to bless the labors too. Because there are many labors coming. Because Jerusalem is the hub of all the world, basically. It's the center. We meet many people from different kinds of backgrounds. And they're laborers. And we just, hey, come eat bagel, come drink coffee, come drink water. Let's make it this way. But the point is, Lord, give us and also help us to give. Pray for my family and the ministry updates. May we see many coming to know Jesus. Yes, visit our website, Renew Your Peace. For more information, you can subscribe or you can write your email outside. But the point is, yes, we need your prayers. We need your support. And 
as long as we serve Jesus, we are one family. And you're welcome to the Holy Land. We love to see you and get some bagels together. <laughs> Real bagel from Jerusalem. <laughs> Amen. So just want to pray and then we can get uh, questions, answers if you have. Uh, so I talked ma- about many things. But I believe your part is to make it practically. You listen. Time to get into action. This is why I name it Take an Action in Crisis. First, coach and counsel. Second, network and awareness. Third, Take an Action in Crisis. And yes, you might not in, a, in crisis, but I'm telling you, take an action. If you don't have joy, there is wrong. I'm telling you, there is something wrong. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The Lord feels with you. The Lord hears you cry. But still the Lord wants to give you joy. He comforts you in season. But if you want to be sad all time, then you don't have the joy of the Lord. I'm saying, don't be sad all the time. Because it's victim mentality. And I want to encourage you to go into, listen to the message where I speak about seven signs for the victim mentality. So this is what I want to say. Pray and thank you. Let's pray. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfield. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening and may God bless you.